tonight, we're baptizing 37 people. They don't all fit on this in one line. So we're beginning with the first lot, and I'm going to ask them to introduce themselves to you, and then we'll bring up the second row. These guys will take one step back. No, probably not. There's no, don't kill the guitar. And, but uh, they'll just come up in front of this lot. So let me just pass this microphone down the line, beginning with Caitlin. Hi, I'm Caitlin, and I've been following Jesus for all my life. Hi, I'm Jesse. I've been following Jesus for two years. And Hi, I'm Vera. I've been following Jesus for eight months. Hi, I'm Ellie, and I've been following Jesus for about a year. Hi, I'm Lowry, and I've been following Jesus my whole life. My name's Evie, and I've been following Jesus for my whole life. My name is Gertrude. I've been following Jesus for three and a half years. Hi. Hi, my name's Anita, and I've been following Jesus since 2012. Hi, my name's Bradley, and I've been following Jesus for three months. My name's Martin, and I've been following Jesus for three months as well. <laughs> my name's Ian, I've been following Jesus for a few months. Uh, my name's Lee. I've been following Jesus for two months. Hello, my name's Will. I've been following Jesus for two months. My name is Mark. I've been following Jesus for nine years. My name's Daniel. I've been following Jesus all my life. Hi, my name's Olivia. I've been following Jesus all my life. Hi, my name is David. I've been following Jesus for about a year. Hello, my name's Alex. I've been following Jesus for a year now. Okay, you guys just stay where you are, and the next, the rest of you come on as well, all the way to the front. Record them on. Um, I'm Amping, and I've been following Jesus for four years. Hello, I'm Hassan. I've been following Jesus for three years. My name is Ali. I have been following Jesus for two years. I'm Iqbal. And I have been following Jesus for one year. Hello, everyone. My name is Anwar. I have been following Jesus for 15 months. Hello, everyone. My name is Pritchard. I've been following Jesus for six months. Hello, my name is Carl, and I've been following Jesus all my life. Hi, I'm Peter. I've been following Jesus all my life, too. My name's Krista. I've been following Jesus for eight months. My name's Penny, and I've been following Jesus all my life. 
my name is Daniel. I've been following Jesus my whole life. My name is Hannah. I've been following Jesus for five months. My name is Barney, and I've been following Jesus for seven months. My name's Rosie, and I've been following Jesus for eight months. Uh, my name's Phoebe, and I've followed Jesus my whole life. Hey, my name's Hope, and I've been following Jesus all my life. My name's Adaku, and I've been following Jesus since I was a child. My name's Faith, and I've been following Jesus for 10 years. So before we hear from some of them, obviously they can't all tell the stories tonight, I'm going to ask them a question, and then together as a church, we are going to make a promise to them. So do you turn away from the sins that separate you from God and those around you? And do you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Representing the church, this is our promise to you. It should come up on the screens. Let's all say it together. Today, we are celebrating that God has added you to his family. He has chosen you to be his own, and we want to uphold you as you grow as a disciple of Jesus Christ. We will be an example to you, care for you, and help you take your place within the life of his church as you worship and serve him. So not all of them, as I say, are going to be speaking tonight, but a few are going to tell their own story, and then I'll take a few minutes to explain what baptism means, and then we'll hear from a few more. So if you'd like to applaud them as they leave the stage. Keep the applause going. Keep it going. So I need my little side stand and my brick. But first of all, would you please welcome Hannah. My name is Hannah. I grew up in Suffolk, moved to Nottingham for university, and now work as a physio at City Hospital. When I was younger, I went to church with my family, but it felt like a chore. I didn't understand Christianity and why my mum wanted to go every Sunday. I would use any excuse, swimming training, partying, or even homework to get out of it. As I grew older, I stopped going completely, but by the age of 18, I could sense a deep, unfulfilled need in my life. I was continually looking for love and validation, but at the same time, trying to numb the pain, sadness, guilt, and shame I felt. Sport and partying into oblivion were my ways of escape, but my insecurities would regularly overwhelm me. I became accustomed to a continue, continual low level of anxiety, and my fear of death would bring me to tears. One Sunday evening last October, my housemate and friend Beth was driving back to Nottingham. As she drove, Beth was praying about whether to go to a student event at church or to come home and spend the evening with us and our housemates. She felt God tell her to come home, 
And then that evening, for the first time, my housemates and I had a big conversation about God, faith, and Christianity. By the end, I found myself in floods of tears and felt something stirring inside of me. The following week, I visited Trent for the first time, using the excuse of, I'm going to watch Beth sing. But from the first song to the last prayer, I didn't stop crying. Despite the tears, I felt an overwhelming sense of peace. I knew that God was revealing himself to me through the Holy Spirit and that I was in the right place. So I've been coming along ever since. On Sunday, the 19th of February this year, I said yes to Jesus. At the end of the evening service, I had an overwhelming pull to come to the front. I lost all my inhibitions and fell to my knee at the feet of Jesus. I felt like a child again as I knelt in God's presence and so free as I gave my life over to him. Recently, God showed me a vision of me walking along this stormy beach. I was carrying a heavy rucksack on my back, filled with many rocks weighing me down. One by one, in prayer and reflection, I have handed over those heavy rocks back to Jesus. I know that he is walking with me now and carrying that rucksack. And because of this, I'm no longer scared and anxious like I used to be. Slowly, with God, I'm building a safe, loving, and peaceful inner environment. And through surrender, I'm learning to give over control to God, knowing that he is writing a bigger story for me. I now see God working through me every day in my job, in the community, in my relationships and desires. My life has been transformed. Even though a year ago, if you'd have told me that I'd be getting baptized, I would have never believed you. So thank you, everyone. Would you please welcome Peter? Hi, so um, I grew up in a Christian family, and um, my parents were pretty devout Christians, I would say. Um, so they brought us to church every week, at least once, sometimes twice, um, and they even hosted a small group at our house. So knowing God was really familiar um, for me as a child growing up, um, but I think the problem was I didn't really have a proper relationship um, with him. So in my early 20s, I just met um, my wife, Jenna, um, when my dad was diagnosed with prostate cancer. So by the time this happened, unfortunately, um, it had already spread um, to everywhere. So obviously, um, you can imagine, we prayed for him um, every day. Um, he was a leader in the church um, and in the youth group as well. So you can imagine how many people um, were praying for him and people with gifts of healing um, as well. But you know, unfortunately, a year later, um, he passed away. And he wasn't even um, 60 at the time. Um, so I, I struggled to understand why God um, didn't intervene um, there and then. Um, I struggled to understand why he didn't heal him. And after a while, I sort of became um, quietly a bit angry and bitter towards, um, towards God. Um, I didn't consciously turn away from him, I wouldn't say, but I was really happy just to let myself um, drift, drift away. So I carried on coming to church, um, coming here as well, um, but it just became a routine um, for me. And life um, went on like this for about 10 um, years, up until quite recently. Um, so in February, um, our family, um, we were on holiday in Cape Town, and we decided to go to this local church. And um, I don't know why we um, suddenly decided to go to church when we're on holiday, because it's not something that we would usually do. Um, but I remember this pastor standing on the stage and so enthusiastically talking about how important it is to put God in the center of um, our lives, and he will just take care of everything else. 
And it was a real light bulb moment um, for me. And since that day, um, Jenna and I, we, we've been hearing this message um, so many times everywhere through various um, means. Even this morning, um, Bernie was talking about it. And so it's become really crystal clear to us and, and to me that this is what God wants us to do. And, and we can only respond to him by really laying everything down and surrendering. Um, so looking back, I can see um, God's work in my family and career. Um, he's been really faithful to me, even at times when um, I can't really say that I was. And I can't imagine, and I'm really excited to find out what happens now when I take a more deliberate and active um, approach. So I recently came across this hymn, which was written 100 years ago, um, which I'm not going to sing, um, but it puts it um, really beautifully. It says, turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. I think life may not always be really good and for me like it is now, but by standing up here and being baptized, um, I'm saying that no matter what uh, happens, I'll keep my eyes turned to him, and I'm sure um, that he will guide me wherever I go and whatever I do. Thanks very much. Thank you. Thanks very much. And would you please welcome Ellie. Hello. <laughs> so at the beginning of 2022, I was consumed by anxiety. I was constantly on edge, having panic attacks, struggling to sleep, eat, and function at school as I had done previously. And I just felt paralyzed by the whole thing. And then around this time, my cousin and I were meant to be going to the DTI road trip. And when we booked it, I was so excited. But then when the day came, due to the anxiety, I just didn't feel like going. But my family knew it would be good for me. So I went, and they were right, because at that evening, that was the first time that I encountered God and the Holy Spirit and realized that actually God is real. And up until this point, I'd always considered myself a Christian because the majority of my family are, but I'd never really taken the time to understand what that meant, and I definitely didn't know that I could have a relationship with God. So after that, I started praying for God to help me. I'd been seeing a counselor at the time, and she had got me to draw how I felt. I drew this dark figure made of knots trapped in a really tight-fitting cage. Then the next day at school, there was a video shown in my class with a man in a cage, but the bars of the cage were just flying off him. And then in that moment, I remembered my picture and felt God speak to me, saying that he could break my cage and give me freedom. So a few days later, I received prayer at the front during an event here. And as I experienced the Holy Spirit again, my whole body just became overwhelmed with this feeling of being electrically charged, and I just couldn't stay in my seat. So I went to the front, and people just crowded around me and prayed for me and mentioned anxiety, sleep, and so many other things that were just impossible for them to know. So I couldn't deny that that was God. And then after those prayers, I've not experienced that anxiety since. <laughs> So I joined this church in November and have just had the best time experiencing God, seeing what he can do, and I just can't wait to see what part I have to play in his plan. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you. And um, would you please welcome Hassan. Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Hassan, and I was born in Hi. Tehran. Uh, to a religious family, I followed the religious practices of Islam, 
but this didn't make me feel good about myself and even made me afraid. I am a very curious person and I had lots of questions, but I felt like my life was without hope. My job and my whole situation made me a very imp impatient and aggressive person, but these all changed when I met Jesus. One of my colleagues where I worked was an Armenian Christian. He always made me feel at peace whenever I spent time with him. One day I asked him the, the reason behind his peace, and he talked to me about his faith in Christ. I really used to enjoy talking to him, and he tried to answer all my questions. As he talked to me about Jesus, I gradually found my attitude toward life was changing. Then my friend told me about the house church he was attending and invited me to join them. <clears throat> we used to meet together once a week, and after a while, I gave my life to Jesus. But one day, his, uh, the secret police came into our meeting, and so I ran away from there. And eventually came to the UK. After arriving in Nottingham, someone told me about Trent Vineyard. Coming here has helped me know more about Jesus. It's so beautiful to see the love of Jesus in all the people I meet in the church. Thank you. Well done. Thank you so much. In a few minutes, those who are being baptized tonight will be gathering around these four ponds here, and then one at a time, they'll step in. There'll be some pastors in each pond already in there, and then they'll step in fully clothed, and then they will be baptized, laid under the water completely, and before long, they'll bring them back up again, and then they'll briefly pray for them. And... Um, you might say, that, that's a strange thing to do. Like, we're in the 21st century. Why are we doing that sort of thing? Why would you do that? It's a pretty unusual thing, isn't it, to do? But there has to be a good reason, and there is. And the reason is that Jesus commanded his followers to share their faith with others. And as people made the decision to commit their lives to following him, to baptize them. So let me just take a few minutes to explain what baptism is. It's a symbol it's a symbol of something which has happened to this, these 37 people. They've committed their lives to following Jesus Christ. They've become Christians. And they've already made that commitment, some very recently, some a while ago. Now, when a baby is born, there's a brand new life. That's baby, that baby is as born as it will ever be, but there's still something to be done in recognition of its birth. The government require it to be registered and a birth certificate to be issued. And it then becomes recognized as it were a full member of society. That symbol of a birth certificate is simply a recognition of something which has already happened. An individual has been born. Baptism is a symbol that means someone has been born again. Not just born physically at their birth, but now they've come alive spiritually through committing their life to Jesus. What does baptism mean? What does this symbol signify? Well, I'm just going to give you basically three things. First of all, 
It symbolizes being washed clean of what separates us from relationship with God. Peter was one of the very first Christians 2,000 years ago. He was speaking to a large crowd, and he said to them, repent and be baptized. He said repent, which is like a Christian word, which means turn around in the direction of your life, the direction you're traveling, and turn around in your thinking, repent, and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Ananias, one of those early believers, said to the Apostle Paul, as he came to faith in Jesus, get up, be baptized, and wash your sins away, calling on his name. So there's something physically being symbolized here about forgiveness and washing. The one meaning of the Greek word for baptism means to wash. Now, when you get in a bath, you come out clean, right? Physically clean. Baptism symbolizes being washed inside. It's an outward sign of the forgiveness of what the Bible calls our sins. And sin is basically doing things which are offensive to our perfectly holy God. Some people are more aware than others that they have sinned. Um, Some people are relatively oblivious to the fact, but most of us probably have shame at some level or realize we've not led the lives that we really ought to have led. And um, the Bible tells us, well, whatever we think about that personally, all have sinned. And the result of that is eternal separation from God. Sin separates us. If I can use my two hands here to symbolize Jesus and you and me, Sin is like this Victorian house brick. It not only separates us, imagine God the Father being the lights up there, right? So my hand is now in the shade, separated because of the sin that comes between us. And also, we are weighed down by the weight of it. We just heard a story from one of them talked about rocks in her rucksack, being able to give them away. Basically, that's what it feels like sometimes to be carrying our sin. Now, Jesus perfectly unbroken relationship with the Father, eternally past, before time began. And one of the prophets, these are people who are anointed by God in the Old Testament, and they talked about things that would happen. They predicted, if you like, prophesied things. About 700 years before Jesus, Isaiah prophesied about what would happen to him on the cross. As to quote Isaiah, he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. He was crushed under the weight of our sin. And the message translation of Isaiah 53 verse 6 says this, we're all like sheep who've wandered off and got lost. We've all done our own thing, gone our own way. And God has piled all our sins, everything we've done wrong on him, on him. On the cross. Now, where does that leave us? It leaves us suddenly with a potential for a perfectly unbroken relationship with God the Father for eternity. Where did it leave Jesus? Crushed under the weight of the sin of the world. So, the symbol of baptism signifies the forgiveness of our sin being washed clean from what separates us from God. Secondly, it symbolizes dying to our old life, our old way of life, and beginning a new kind of life. Just as Jesus died on the cross and then he was raised again to resurrected life. 
In one of those booklets, Changing Lives, over the years we produced a number of copies of that and different stories in them. Uh, Nicola talked about the opportunity to commit her life to Jesus. And she wrote this, I had never felt so sure about anything in my life. I wanted forgiveness and I wanted to be a new person. The Bible likens baptism to an end of our old life and the beginning of a new one. It's a life of becoming more and more like Jesus, a life of dying to our own way, dying to sin, dying to our old self, what we used to be like, our old habits, our old lifestyle, and beginning a new life in the power of the Holy Spirit. In Matthew 3, verse 11, John the Baptist said this, I'm baptizing you here in this river, turning your old life in for a kingdom life. The Bible tells us that if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old is gone, the new is here. So there's a change in our life. A kingdom life looks different to what we were before. And that's not to say we are perfect. I'm hoping you'll have seen some change in the people, if you know people who've come to Christ, have become Christians, that you will have seen a change in their life. But Christians are not people who are like sorted. They're people who realize they're not sorted. They cannot live a good enough life to live up to God's standards and they just cast themselves on the mercy of God who loves everybody and just wants to bring everybody into relationship with him. So being washed clean from our past, secondly, dying to our old way of life and beginning a new kind of life, and thirdly, baptism illustrates becoming part of the people of God, his church, the family of God. The church began 2,000 years ago in the Middle East, Israel, Palestine area, and as people came to faith, they would baptize them, and so they would do it in the river, which is a lot more conducive than our local river here, a bit more clean and a bit more warm probably, and the church would stand on one side of the river, the church leaders would stand in the river, and the baptism candidates on the other side, and one at a time they would step down into the river, they'd be baptized by the leaders of the church, and then they would walk out into the waiting arms and towels and embrace of the church. It was a really powerful, powerful symbol. We were delighted this afternoon, as well as these guys, to baptize five children between the ages of eight and 11. I think there's a picture of them coming up there. And this service tonight was past their bedtime, so they held a special service in the kids' center earlier today. So these five children, yeah, let's applaud that. These five children and the 37 people we're baptizing tonight have joined many of us here in the church. They've been washed clean from those things which separated them from relationship with God. They've let go of living a life of their own design. They're wanting to do his will for the rest of their lives. And they've joined the loving and embracing community called the church. So we're going to hear from a few more of them now. But just to say, if you're interested in finding out more about the Christian faith, we'd love you to sign up for the Alpha course that we heard about earlier, uh, starting in May. You'll find all the details on the website. You can just go trentb.org forward slash alpha. And also those booklets you'll find in the exits as you go, uh, Why Jesus and Changing Lives. Do please take them if you would like to read them. And of course, you'd be really welcome to come Anytime on Sundays, we have three services, 9.30, 11.15, and 7 p.m. every Sunday, where we 
talk in the talks about really what the Bible says about living the way that God, our creator, designed us to live. So would you now please welcome Faith. Hi, my name is Faith. I'm 13 and this is my testimony. I became a Christian at the age around three or four and and had been told my whole life that God was with me, but never really believed it. When I was nine, I moved to Trent Vineyard from a smaller church. At first, I didn't enjoy it because I didn't have many friends, but when I started going to microgroups, I gained confidence as I got to know people. I found that spending more time around other Christians my age improved my relationship with Jesus. I began to enjoy going to church and was eager to go on the DTI trip. At DTI, during worship, I experienced the Holy Spirit for the first time. I became overwhelmed with emotion as I felt God's presence and I knew that he had been with me all along. I received prayer and felt amazing. I started thinking about getting baptized but kept putting it off. When I heard this baptism service coming up, though, I decided now was the time after. After all, in the Bible it says, Mark 16, verse 16, believe and be baptized. When I moved to senior school, it challenged my faith. I was introduced to a different kind of community where it was the norm to use bad language and be unkind to others. I was on the receiving end of this from my own friends and found myself drawn to this type of behavior too. I prayed to God about my behavior and for help with my language. I noticed an improvement. I also began to see that my friend's behavior was caused by pain and anger from other things in their lives. This helped me to pray for them and I and realized that God had placed me in that position to support them with what they were going through. My life is much better having a relationship with God and I'm so grateful that Jesus gave his life for me. I still struggle from day to day, but every day gets easier knowing that I have God with me. I wanted to share my story because I want other young people like me to know that even though people around you act a certain way, you shouldn't be frightened to not act that way because you have God on your side and that is all you need. Well done. Well done. Okay, would you please welcome Bradley? Hi there, my name's Bradley, I'm 38, I'm a scaffolder from South London, Um, I'm in recovery, uh, but I'm also a child of God. Um, This is is, uh, my testimony. Before I surrendered my life to Jesus, every day was a struggle. Even getting out of bed was an effort. Things got that bad that I convinced myself that I was cursed and life was nothing but a chore, not worth living. It was dull, hopeless and full of misery. I had so many demons in my closet that needed to be exposed. But the light at the end of the tunnel got dimmer and drifted away into the distance. Full of fear, self-centered and lacking motivation, I was irresponsible and had no discipline or boundary to keep me grounded. It was me, myself and I, drowning in self-pity, spiraling out of control and in desperate need of redemption. Emotionally bankrupt, I started drinking alcohol and taking drugs daily to suppress my thoughts and feelings. Before I knew it, I was trapped in addiction. 
So, so how did I come to follow Jesus? For many years, my eldest brother Lloyd battled addiction too. After repeated failed attempts to get clean, he took the step of faith and began to read the Bible. Then every morning, without fail, I was awakened by the beeping of my phone. A scripture, proverb, or a parable sent by Lloyd, usually at unsociable hours, like 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> Lloyd was my personal wake-up call, but also my inspiration. He had done what I thought was impossible. As Jesus conquered the grave, my brother had beat his addiction. There was a spark in his eye. There was a spark in his eye. I saw a glimpse of hope and ended with his freedom. During this time, I was recommended the Carpenter's Arms, a Christian rehab centre. I had no... Hey. <laughs> Cheers, boys. I had no religion or faith, but having seen my brother's transformation, I was open and willing to do whatever it would take. I'm now three months into my programme and a born-again Christian. My... My spirit, my body and soul have been renewed. Family connections have been re-established. Bridges that I once burnt are being rebuilt. A new chapter is open. I've surrendered to Jesus Christ and walked with him. As a young Christian, I have barely scratched the service. I know my old self has been put to death, but I need to live by the Holy Spirit and learn to walk in a way that represents Jesus well. I'm so grateful that God found me and has filled me with the Holy Spirit for this now to be possible. I'm proud and honoured to serve Jesus as a child of God as I walk into the future with him. Thanks a lot. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you. Well done. Well done. And lastly, would you welcome Gertrude. I grew up in a Christian family and used to go to church because I had to, rather than because I wanted to. After finishing university, I worked and lived far from home, and so church and God were no longer part of my life. Four years ago, my life took a different turn. I became pregnant before marriage, which was a big blow to my family, especially my father. He was disappointed in me, and our relationship became so bad that I stayed away from home throughout my pregnancy. And then on 19 November 2019, my life changed. I went to the hospital because I was past my due date and my baby was in a bridge position. For a while, the nurse tried to help me, but I saw doctors rushing and asking my mom to give a signature for me to have an emergency operation because the baby was not breathing. My blood pressure was too high and, though, and so the doctors need to stabilize it before operating. In this moment, for the first time in my life, I really prayed from my heart and asked God for his forgiveness and cried hard for his help. I promised to serve him for the rest of my life if he saved my baby. As they removed the baby, he still wasn't breathing, but after five minutes, the doctors were able to resuscitate him. When I first heard his cry, I was so happy and grateful to God for answering my prayers. I named him Gian, meaning gift from God. And when he was one month old, I came to church for the first time because I really wanted to and to give thanks to God. Since then, I've seen God do wonders in my life. 
Being a single mother at a young age has not been easy, but my family has been so supportive and my relationship with my father has improved. Since the day I gave my life to Jesus on that uh, theater table, I've experienced a wonderful peace and sense of purpose from him. I want to continue to know God more and blossom in his presence. I want to live according to his will and realize I have nothing without him in my life. Phoebe, we baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Ellie, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Penny, we baptize you in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Evie, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Daniel, we baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Faith, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. Hannah, we baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Hassan, we baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Hope, we baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Barney, we baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Anita, we baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Ali, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Caitlin, we baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Gertrude, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. 
Ian, we baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. اقبال ما تو را تعمید می‌دهیم به نام پدر، پسر و روح القدس. Amping, we baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Rosie, we baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. Lee, we baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Anwar, motora tamid midahim benam pedar pesar va ruhul qudus. Anwar, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. Vera, we baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Lowry, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. David, we baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Bradley, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. Jesse, we baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Olivia, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> William, we baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Martin, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Stephanie, we baptize you in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Peter, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Oh, 
Magdaldin, we baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Richard, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. Daniel, we baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Adaku, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Carl, we baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Alex, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. Krista, we baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Thank you. 